Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 144. If you've been following Royal Caribbean news at any length for the last couple of years, you've probably heard mention a number of times Royal Caribbean's brand new Harmony of the Seas. This ship is the newest Oasis-class ship, and it is set to blow expectations, experiences, and everything else amazing away, because... Royal Caribbean is packing this ship, literally, with a ton of new features and changes. And so this week, we're actually going to preview Harmony of the Seas. We don't know quite everything yet, but we know enough to at least look at what is different about the ship and what is making and separating Harmony of the Seas from the rest of the fleet out there. Here we go. It seems like Royal Caribbean is always outdoing itself with every new ship it puts out there, but I gotta say, Harmony of the Seas is already... Looking like it's going to be an amazing cruise ship that is certainly going to push that envelope even further. I don't know how it's possible, but Royal Caribbean continues to do it. And so many of us are so excited for what Harmony of the Seas is offering. And you know what? Two of us are actually on this podcast right now. Michael Poole is joining me to help preview what guests can expect on Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas. Michael, welcome back to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Hi, Matt. Hi, listeners. I am always excited to talk about Royal Caribbean, but I'm excited. Especially excited to talk about the brand new Harmony of the Seas today. Absolutely. I mean, the new ships always get people excited. I mean, there's certain things that I can promise you everyone's always interested in. And new cruise ships, certainly chief among them, are always interested to see what you know they're going to look like, what they're going to offer. And Royal Caribbean is not complacent when it comes to building these new ships in the sense of just, well, let's just do what we did before. They are really pushing it with Harmony of the Seas. And today I wanted to kind of preview what Harmony of the Seas offers. Look at, uh, now we don't know everything yet, but we know, what do you think, Michael, 90, 95% of what Harmony of the Seas is going to entail at this point? Yeah, I think there could be another surprise or two, but for the most part, what we know is out there, and I know it is really the wow factor. Absolutely. Now, of course, Harmony of the Seas is an Oasis-class cruise ship, so she is uh, similar in size to the Allure of the Seas and the Oasis of the Seas, although uh, Royal Caribbean is building her slightly larger and Emphasis on slightly, so that she will, in fact, become the largest cruise ship in the world. She's under, uh, I would say, construction, but she's really just doing her sea trials now over in Europe. Unless you're listening to this in the future, then hello, old information. But nonetheless, the uh, Harmony's been, they've been working on Harmony now for a number of years, which is pretty typical. And she's going to have her maiden voyage May 22nd, 2016. So it's right around the corner, in fact. And, you know, this is something that. It's kind of an interesting ship, Michael, because she's an Oasis-class ship, but they're adding quite a bit of number of changes from her compared to her sister ships, namely Quantum-class additions, and we'll kind of talk a little bit about this, but what's your take, Michael, on Royal Caribbean taking essentially what's an Oasis-class ship and augmenting it considerably? I mean, there's a lot of differences compared, to, again, to Oasis and Allure. Yeah, I agree. You know, when you think about when they debuted the Quantum class, they really pushed the limits. And a lot of those limits they're bringing to the Harmony of the Seas. But then they're even pushing a little further with all the new additions. And, and we'll go into more detail, but wow, this ship is going to be so much, has a lot more to offer than, than her two sister ships. It's interesting. The, the only comparison I can make that Royal Caribbean has done something like this in the past was with the Voyager class ships. You know, Royal Caribbean built, uh, there's, there's an, uh, what is it, one, two, five uh, Voyager-class ships. But the last two, Navigator of the Seas and Mariner of the Seas, ended up being like a version 2.0. But the changes, I don't, I don't feel like the differences between Navigator and Mariner relative to the rest of the class were nearly as 
pronounced or as large as what we're seeing here on Harmony. It's not a bad thing. It's just kind of interesting from a you know just from a cruise geek standpoint that it, they're deviating so much from what the Oasis class offers. Um, yeah, I mean, with the additions, I mean, I think the biggest the biggest change between Harmony and her two sisters are all the water slides. I mean, there's I believe there's five. Is that correct? There's going to be five different slides on board. Well, there's the three, the, the, what's it called? The perfect storm. That's the water slides, right? You got the water, the, the perfect storm slides. And then you've got the ultimate abyss, which is a dry slide, but still a slide nonetheless. But of course the ultimate abyss is actually two slides in and of itself. But that is a big thing. You're right, Michael. That, this is a huge change because of course, up till harmony of the seas, well, really up to liberty of the seas, but what's on? <laughs> yeah. A mix about details here, but Royal Caribbean didn't really have water slides. They had little small slides, and they still do on Brilliance, on uh, Brilliance, on Radiance class ships. Uh, but those are little kid slides, and they're like kind of something you might find at a local, uh, not even a water park, like someone's back, not a backyard, but you know, it's nothing special. It's just a slide that swirls around a couple times and jumps you into a kid's pool. These are really, you know, wow water slides that are coming there and you've got the perfect storm water slides which are again three different slides and then you've got the ultimate abyss which is a dry slide and not only are these important differences but these are big changes for Royal Caribbean because up to like I said they really haven't had water slides or slides like that like the ultimate abyss in on any of its ships up till now it's been something that Royal Caribbean has kind of I don't know if they've been avoiding it or what the reasoning was but it's always been something that other cruise lines have done but not necessarily Royal Caribbean yeah, this is totally different in the whole cruise line industry. I believe the Ultimate Abyss is ten decks, so you know we've seen large slides on other you know other cruise lines, but nothing to this caliber. So, you know, this is really going to change the game as far as the slides. And and when I think about the Ultimate Abyss, Matt, I think you know I'm on the pool deck and I love us aboard Margarita. Should I take the elevators or should I take the <laughs> Ultimate Abyss down to the boardwalk? So that's how I'm going to use this. I think it's going to be awesome. It's just like uh, old time, like the Batman show from the sixties. Instead of sliding down the pole to the Batcave, and this time you're going in style. That's right. Now, now the question is, how am I going to get back up? But you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's pretty darn cool. You go down ten decks at nine miles an hour. It's 150 feet above sea level. There's audio effects, uh, and it's it's kind of a really really interesting. This is a dry slide. So what this means is like you're sitting on a mat. There's no water involved to go down here as opposed to the uh the perfect storm water slides which we mentioned they're typhoon cyclone and supercell and these are the water slides that you know they're true you've got two racer slides and then one that's empties into a champagne bowl type thing it's kind of interesting uh to say the least and i think this is i mean for families there is no question these are going to be huge uh, game changers right really difference makers and something that people are going to want to do over and over and over again yeah, I definitely agree. It's going to bring a lot more, you know, people to the boardwalk because you know you finish the ultimate abyss down in the boardwalk. Uh, I think it's going to be really exciting. Um, my only maybe question about it, and of course I'll see once I get on board, is what is the view going to look like from those boardwalk balconies with the ultimate abyss um, in the middle of the open part? So that's my only maybe a little hesitation, but I'm sure Royal Caribbean has thought that over, and the views are going to be just fine. Yeah, I mean, I've, we, there was a little concern when, when they were announced. People were like, oh, what about the look of the ship? Is it going to look weird? Is it going to look ugly? And I think the best uh, explanation or argument that was made was these ships weren't Mona Lisa's. They were always floating you know, entertainment venues, especially the Oasis class. 
you know, not this isn't an Irradiance class ship. This is, you know, it's always been an over the top experience. So to have slides on there, I don't think anyone really was like, you know, terribly surprised in the sense of it doesn't make sense. It's just, you know, it's for a Royal Caribbean thing. But you know, we're talking about the water slides, Michael. There's also another big change coming to Harmony of the Seas that make her different, which is Splash Away Bay, which is a whole new interactive aqua park for kids. Yeah, it looks like they did a little test run of this on the Liberty of the Seas and, you know, kind of revamped that H2O zone that was on there. But um, I don't know a lot about this area. I do know there's going to be a large bucket of water. It just seems very interactive for the kids. And for somebody like yourself, Matt, I can kind of see you out there playing with the kids in this area. Yeah, this will be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's let's go play in there. Let's watch Way Bay again, Dad. Yes, again. Come on, let's go. I need you. Over. you know, I, I can't do it by myself. I think that's what makes it unique. Is it's it's a lot of fun for the kids, but I think the parents can jump in there and have some fun too. Yeah, I mean, there's a smaller subset of slides here. There's that large bucket of water that fills up, and then eventually, every so often, dumps all the water on everybody. There is a. It's basically an interactive water playground. But it's a departure from what we've seen. Royal has had an aqua park on other ships, the H2O zone, namely the other Oasis-class ships and even the Freedom-class ships. And they've been very popular. And this is just essentially just kind of a, okay, let's rethink, let's offer something different, which I love. I love Royal Caribbean thinking outside the box, not just saying, okay, let's just get more of the same, right? And boy, if, again, this is what makes Harmony different, is something like this I think is really going to look amazing because i saw it on liberty of the seas when we were docked next door to her uh on our alert of the seas group cruise and i was able to see her first i've seen the photos but i mean being able to see you know in person always makes a big uh difference and it looks really cool it looks like a lot of fun and it's something that i think that's very inviting both for parents and kids to go uh check out so yeah this looks like uh, i think my family will be spending a lot of time up here <laughs> who knows maybe for research i'll jump in there and play too you know why not <laughs> uh speaking of entertainment though things to do on board the other uh big news with uh and this is not unexpected i think we all expect this to come but certainly a different is going to be the uh broadway show on board wow this is a i was really excited when they announced this they are bringing greece to harmony of the seas and maybe it's just me but every ship they announce a broadway show they just keep outdoing themselves so i mean this particular choice i think they made a great this is going to be a, a, an awesome show. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great family show. Greece has been something that a lot of people, I mean, you've either seen the movie or you've seen the play or both. But regardless, it is a great addition. And the broad, the fact that Royal Caribbean offers these kind of Broadway shows is such an amazing option on a cruise ship because there's, first of all, there's the amazing entertainment. Let's not overlook that because obviously these, are broad, these aren't Broadway caliber shows. These are Broadway shows, the exact same show you would see if, you know, it was touring through your town or if it was still on actually Broadway. And so it's really entertaining, high quality, the best really uh, in the world when it comes to, you know, uh, musical theater. And then on top of it, it's included in the cost of your cruise. Because if you go see it, if Michael, you were to go see it at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, right, you would be paying easily per person. I, I think if you got you know, I'm going to say at least $60, you know, for, for really, you know, nosebleed seats in the back, but more than likely you're paying a lot more than that. So considering it's included in the cost of your cruise, I, I don't see how this is not an amazing option. And then World Cup has been doing that for a number of years. 
Right. I mean, that's the big the big factor is the value. And, you know, they don't cut these down. I mean, just like on Oasis of the Seas, they have cats and it's the full production show. So you're getting the full thing. It's not a cut down, slimmed version of it. So that that's really the wow to me. Yeah. And also speaking of wow, for those keeping score at home, Greece is also coming to Independence of the Seas uh, this summer as well. So, you know, if you can't get out to Harmony, well, you still have an opportunity to see Greece on on. Uh, a great ship, Independence of the Seas. Wow, I learned something new every day, Matt. I did not know that. <laughs> also, uh, the other, uh, well, there's some other big changes, but you've got uh, some other Quantum Class editions. Really, the Quantum Class editions are what we're going to be seeing here. Uh, Bionic Bar is coming to Harmony. This is replacing the Champagne Bar that was previously on the Oasis, other Oasis class ships. Uh, what do you think of the Bionic Bar, Michael? Because I've seen it in person. I know you haven't, but what's your take on it? in terms of this uh, change coming to Harmony? So I've heard a lot of mixed reviews um, from cruise friends about this change. You know, I'm really excited about the Bonic Bar because I've never seen it in person. But if I'm trying to be unbiased, if looking at the Champagne Bar, it's not always a packed venue. So I think this is Royal Caribbean really taking advantage of the space and getting more, you know, uh, you know, bringing more technology to the ship, but bringing more excitement to that area of the promenade deck. I think it's going to be a wow. I really think the guests are going to enjoy this edition. Yeah, I, I've seen it on on Quantum of the Seas and Anthem of the Seas. The Bionic Bar is, is definitely a a gimmick. Like, I mean, it's not like this is you're going to be your go to bar. I can't go to any other bar. I think, as an example, like our bar, we both really love Michael and I, and I think rightfully so. It's it's a great bar. Great, you know, it it, it does a good job, but. I will say, after saying all that, every time you walk by the Bionic Bar, I you have to rubberneck at the very least and go look at what is what what's going on because it is undeniably cool. It is literally robots creating drinks for you. There's a robotic arm. There's two of them, and they will people enter their drinks through these tablets, and then the robot, in, you know, it prepares the drinks in the order that it receives them, and it creates them for you. It's really cool. Right, I mean, it's just to watch it from a spectacle standpoint, very, very cool. I mean, like I said, is it the place where you're, you're going to be like, "Hey, Michael, let's uh, let's go to a bar"? You know, which one should we go to? I'm not sure Bionic Bar makes the you're the top of your list all the time, but but I do think that it is. I I dare you not to look at it every single time you walk by. That and to me, that's that's a success right there. Right, and then you know, if anyone who's been on a Royal Caribbean ship with a Royal Promenade, you know, there's just massive traffic flow from one side to the other, and I think that's why this just makes sense to put it there uh, and replace it with the Champagne Bar because a lot of times, I mean, the Champagne Bar does make great cocktails and it will be missed, but it's not always the fullest venue on board either. Absolutely. All right, Michael, we, we haven't talked about food yet, and I'm getting okay. Hungry, so let's talk about food. <laughs> What's the most we're here for? <laughs> so. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the, there's a, a lot of the things, by the way, if we're not mentioning other things, some of the things are just the same as they've been on the other classes of ships, the other Oasis class ships. But a change in terms of dining, there are a number of them. First of all, Jamie's Italian is going to be replacing Giovanni's table on Harmony of the Seas. And I've had a chance to eat at Jamie's uh, before. It's, it's you know, obviously Jamie's Italian is a different take on Italian. Not not um, It's not as traditional as Giovanni's table, but they offer some really good food here. Especially if you are a fan of those planks, they're these giant wooden planks that are served up with cheeses and meats and and antipasta in general, and it is it is really the and I and I put the italics on the word the the uh, appetizer to get 
if you're going to be eating a Jamestown. It's almost a it's it's a it's a gotsta situation, Michael. You got to get one if you're going to Jamie's Italian. Wow, Matt, thanks for getting me so hungry right now. But um, <laughs> I, I like this move by Royal Caribbean. You know, making something different of the Harmony of the Seas. You know, Oasis and Allure both offer Giovanni's table, which we all love. But I, I like that they, you know, they changed it up a little bit, making the sister ship a little different um, for those that have sailed on it. Maybe like Emmy, who sailed on Oasis ten times. This, you know, gets her a little more excited about new options. Speaking of things that are changed up a little bit, I just noticed actually the Wipeout Cafe. I think has got a new name. Wipe They've uh, called it Mini Bites, which to me sounds like exactly the description is when you're having big fun at the pool and sports zone, you want to grab a snack and get back out there. So head to Mini Bites for grab and go sliders, grilled cheese, and other deliciousness. I do see that, and I have dashed in there for some fries and burgers. It's right in there in all the activity zone. Uh, it's great for the kids because it's right by the, the teens area. So, you know, this is one of those changes that we'll find out more about once we once we get on board, too. Absolutely. Now, the other big change for dining, Wonderland, is coming to Harmony of the Seas, and this is a fantastic restaurant. It's another Quantum Class edition that is making it over to Harmony, and Wonderland is as much about the experience as it is about the food itself, which is good. But it is themed to like Alice in Wonderland-esque. And basically the whole premise is you're going to this restaurant. You're ordering food that either sounds, looks, and or tastes differently than you'd expect it to. But the presentation is as much about the you know is as important as the food here. So it's kind of one of those things where I, I've dined here a couple of times at Wonderland. I love it. I think you have to be an adventurous diner, certainly. Um, you have to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to order something. I have no idea what it is based on its description, but eh, what's the worst that could happen, right? And if you're okay with that, Wonderland is a great thing. It's great for groups. If you want to have a memorable dining experience that you are going to be wanting to take photos of and talk about for a while, Wonderland is really that place. Yeah, I'm also excited about this. And, you know, the venue itself is really exciting, but I really like where they put the venue on Harmony of the Seas. Those of you may be familiar with Oasis and Allure. It's the location where they had the Diamond Lounge facing the boardwalk. So I think that's a really good use of this space. I like the views from there overlooking the boardwalk. Uh, So I think it's going to be a nice, intimate dining experience for the guests on board. Yeah, it's definitely cool. And the other thing that's different, even from the Quantum class, is Wonderland on Harmony of the Seas is going to be two floors, which is something brand new to any Royal Caribbean ship. So certainly something very cool uh, to be able to see there. That's uh, that's a big deal, if you ask me, because, again, it's not going to be just a carbon copy of what we see. And Wonderland is actually pretty small on the Quantum class ship, so it sounds like like everything on the Oasis class. They're going big with this. <laughs> go big or go home, right? That's right. That's what the song says. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the entertainment, we, we, we didn't even, oh, geez, there's so much other things. You've got Columbus the Musical, something my wife is really excited for. I talked to Royal Caribbean's Vice President of Entertainment, Nick Weir, about this when we were on Anthem of the Seas. And Columbus the Musical is a real, it's basically, it's, it's, as the name says, it's a musical. And it's an original production by Royal Caribbean. And it's, they actually, Royal Caribbean tapped the folks that have worked on other Broadway shows and they've to work on Columbus the Musical. So this is kind of really, I, I'm really intrigued by this idea because it has some real potential to be very, very cool. And I love the idea of Royal Caribbean going out there and trying to create their own form of entertainment that people really want to do because, you know, Royal Caribbean's always done great shows. I think the one thing that I've always never, in, not never enjoyed, but I think the one 
room for improvement that Roku has always had with their original entertainment is that a lot of their shows, especially the stage shows, lack a coherent story to them. Like they're all very, very well produced and everything, but a lot of times it's mostly about the performances. Uh, but with Columbus the Musical, there's actually going to be a story to it, just like any kind of musical, just like Grease that we talked about. So I am very, very excited about this. That that to me sounds like uh, very cool. But there's a lot more shows, Michael. I mean, some of these you're you're Mr. Go stay out late. I'm I'm asleep at like ten thirty, dude. I can't do it anymore. But you've got uh, you've got the Fine Line, the Ice Show. You got some other ones. I have no idea what's going to go on. Eighteen eighty seven, a Journey in Time, uh, Ice Skate Showcase. You've got uh, the totally awesome '90s Street Party. That's the one I'm excited about, Matt. Um, cruise after cruise over the years. I've seen the '70s Dance Party, the '80s Dance Party, but now we're having a full '90s production on Harmony of the Seas. And that right there, that gives me a reason to book right there. Yeah, and, and all those uh, <laughs> all those parachute pants that you won, Michael, totally going to be useful again. <laughs> That's right. I'm also excited. You know, this is a feature they have on the Quantum class, but the Stowaway Piano Guide that's going to be that's going to pop up on the Harmony of the Seas. So. I think that's going to be fun. You know, no matter where you are, you may see a guy playing the piano in the elevator, the promenade, the boardwalk. You just never know. It's very cool, Shtick. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I really liked, again, another Quantum Class edition coming to Harmony of the Seas, Puzzle Break, Escape the Rubicon. This is a really fun thing that I tried on Anthem of the Seas. And I, this is actually funny, I, was, I did on Anthem of the Seas, it's basically one hour of you trying to, as a group, you try to solve this puzzle within a certain time frame in order to, quote-unquote, escape the room. And what was cool about so we did this whole thing, and about forty minutes, or maybe 30, 30, 40 minutes into, it, I started getting, I started feeling nauseous because I had not actually drank any water that day, so I was getting dehydrated. <laughs> and by the end, I was so, I felt so sick. But, but I stuck through because it was so much fun. I was like, oh, I feel awful, but I need to figure this out. So that, if that isn't a glowing endorsement for how much fun this is, uh, nothing is. This is what's great about it. First of all, there's nothing like it on any of the Royal Caribbean ship. Aside from the quantum class, I mean, there's you know there's there's always you know the you know the the belly flop competitions and the and the stage shows and the ice skating that's cool and, and fun. This is something totally different. And if you like a good uh, you know a brain teaser, this is going to be your kind of experience. And just make sure you drink water before you go in there because you know. <laughs> now the, I didn't do that enough. I was going to say the question is, did you finish it under an hour, Matt? No, we failed. It took us like an extra five minutes, but. Oh. Hey, next time. It, next time. It, it's tough. It is not simple questions, and they're all kind of different. It's, it's basically you go into this room. There's all these clues all over, and some are more obvious than others. And but they're all different. But they all kind of play together. It's a very cool thing. I am very, very excited to uh, to check this out here. Man, there's just so much. It's. I feel like it's. You almost need two weeks on board harmonies to really take all these additions in. It is, and that and that's what's so great about the Oasis class in general. And really, when you're looking at Harmony of the Seas. There is a ton to do on board. I mean, we haven't, you know, we haven't talked about the technology on board, the the, the virtual balcony staterooms that are coming here. Uh, you know, the there's a, there's a you know the the kids stuff. The Adventure Ocean, by the way, is going to be amazing on this for kids. I can't. I'm going to be jealous of my kids who are going to be who are going to go on here because they have a, just unbelievable things they're adding to this ship. And with you know with any ship, when you're looking at any new Royal Caribbean ship, especially uh, newer classes of ships, whenever they build new ships. The adventure ocean and the and basically the kids' spaces tend to grow the most. So as you move up and you look at you know the Oasis class versus the Quantum class versus the Freedom class, you know every new ship, the spaces are larger and offer more to them. So as as if you're cruising with a family, 
this is going to be really, really uh, impressive for you and something you're definitely going to want to check out because it's 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 definitely a big deal. Um, and as, as a parent, I can tell you, my kids cannot wait to go on here. It's just it's some, if you're looking for the best possible experience, you've got kids and you're you want to give them the be- the biggest and best. Uh, I, there's no question Harmony of the Seas offers that because they've got just a ton of, of amazing things going on there. Um, and of course, technology, Michael. We've got the uh, the Voom high speed internet. That's a uh, at this point in time, it is just a given. And when you go when we both go on ships that don't have it. Man, is it, is it, is it let down, right? <laughs> yes, we, we really struggle with the live vlogs without it, but we make do. But once you go on a cruise, a Royal Caribbean cruise with Voom, it just really changes the experience. Sharing with family and friends at home. Uh, you can Skype them, FaceTime them. It goes perfectly fine. Uh, it just really, to me, enhances the experience, and I love sharing. Yeah, and, that, and that's what it is. It's Royal Caribbean's high-speed internet service, with the, which they call Voom, and it's really impressive in the sense of just what you can do with it because it's just like being at home. You know, before you had to be like, oh gosh, I want to send this one photo to Facebook. All right, you know, post and then you sit there for five, ten minutes waiting for it to upload. Now it's just like being at home. You can do video, you can stream. It's 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 incredible is what it is. And I am I, I continuously think I think there's certain things that Royal Caribbean does that are vastly underappreciated or under celebrated in the cruise industry. Voom is one of them because they this is true High-speed internet, no matter where the ship is. Not like you know, sometimes when you're in port or, you know, it's kind of fast. No, 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 no. This is the real deal. So, Right, and, and it's affordable, too. If you think about, oh, internet on board, you know, that's way too expensive. You know, Royal Caribbean has priced this internet really affordable. Uh, from time to time, it changes. But for seven-day cruise, you know, anywhere from 80 to 100, 120. I mean, it's very affordable to get one device on the Voom. So, that's also, you know, you know, we've kind of overlooked that because, you know, years ago you'd pay two, three hundred bucks for a week for internet on a cruise. Absolutely. Now, of course, uh, well, let's talk about where she is because she's like, all right, Matt, Mike, this is great. How do I get on board? And uh, she's going to be offering two different seasons. Her inaugural season, she's going to start out in Europe. She's already over there because that's where the ship is being built. So Royal Caribbean's like, you know, well, when in Rome, <laughs> literally, let's uh, let's offer cruises <laughs> out of there. So. Uh, she's going to offer seven-night Western Mediterranean cruises originating from Barcelona and Rome. And then she'll be doing that for the summer. And as the summer season ends, she's going to cross the Atlantic to the United States. And she's going to offer then, for the foreseeable future, seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises out of Port Everglades. So where the uh, where the Oasis class ships have traditionally been anyway. And she's going to be there for at least through early 2018 based on what we can see uh, here. And Michael, I know you – how many cruises do you have booked on Harmony right now? <laughs> I currently have two, so November 2016 and March 2017. So why not? Yeah, I mean, why not? And you know, I'll mention. I think we we forgot to mention, but I am actually booked in one of the solo cabins on Army of the Sea. So they've added 15 solo cabins for those that are traveling by themselves. It's uh, a reduced cost, so you don't have to pay the double supplement. So. That's one new addition to the Harmony is if you're traveling solo, they have cabins for you. Absolutely. I mean, this is just an impressive ship all around. And, you know, I, the reason why – a lot of times I get the question, you know, Matt, what, is, what ship should I go on? I'm new to Royal Caribbean or I'm new to cruising. What ship should I go on? And I just – to me, I always say the same answer. It's like it's really hard for me not to recommend uh, an Oasis class, but certainly Harmony of the Seas is great for anyone because whether if you're new to cruising – this has got all the whiz bangs and amazing features, the biggest staterooms, the biggest facilities, you know, the latest and greatest. 
And that's, to me, if you're new to cruising, I, I just don't see how you can avoid that because then you at least know you have a good baseline. And I think, quite frankly, when people have expectations, when they hear about Royal Caribbean, when they hear about cruising, I think a ship like Harmony of the Seas is what people have in mind. This is the, to borrow a marketing phrase from Royal Caribbean, this is the wow factor, right? Yeah, the, when you see the Royal Caribbean commercials on television, this is the ship that they're showing off the feature. So this is for first-time cruisers, for veteran cruisers. I mean, this is really this is this offers it everything. So I definitely recommend giving Harmony of the Seas a shot. I cannot wait till she gets to the United States. Well, it's time again to answer your Royal Caribbean emails. We love doing this because, of course. It's our opportunity to talk Royal Caribbean with all of you, and it's your opportunity to be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about, whether you have a question, a comment, a thought, anything Royal Caribbean, I am here to answer it. So make sure you send me an email, matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. And joining me once again for the emails, I brought him back. Well, he just wouldn't leave. I mean, I tried to get rid of him, and, you know, the man just, you know, held onto my leg for dear life. It's Michael Poole. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me back. I figured I'd stick around since you can't have me on the group cruise plug for september i'm here for the q a well the police will be here in about 20 minutes so you don't have time to do it anyway. <laughs> our first email comes to us from mark greenwald of uh, somewhere i can't pronounce maryland uh matt i just wanted to thank you for the valuable information you provide each week i've been binge listening to your podcast and i'm currently at episode 72 my last cruise was in 2009 and much to my surprise my wife gave me the go-ahead to book grandeur of the seas this spring september uh, this coming, not spring, this coming September to Bermuda to celebrate her birthday and our anniversary. Here's my thought. Would you like, as we get closer, a, a perhaps a look at Port of Baltimore and Grandeur? We live in Maryland, and with 30% off sale, we just couldn't pass it up. Plus, it gives us plenty of time to stack promotions we're hoping to stack on board of credits before our final payment is due. Your podcast has been an invaluable source of knowledge, and I just want to take an opportunity to give back. Mark, great email. Thank you so much for the offer. I love this kind of information. Certainly, Mark, you can always email me uh, your thoughts. I love it, especially when you get back from a cruise. Just send me a bullet list of, like, you know, your observations. It doesn't have to be Shakespeare. Just, you know, we were on Grandeur. These things stuck out to us. You know, what what you really liked, what went well, what didn't go well. And, you know, those kind of things that I think will be helpful to other folks who are, you know, looking to take a similar cruise in the future. I love that kind of stuff. So, Mark, I look forward to your email when you get on Granger, enjoy, and uh, very jealous you're getting a chance to go on there, and good for your wife for giving you the go-ahead. And one thing, Mark, i got a homework assignment for you. Check and see if they have the unlimited sushi option on the Granger of the Seas. That's been spotted Oh, uh, dude, times. you had to mention it. <laughs> uh, you're I got killing me. You're killing me. Hey, it's for research. We need to know. We have to have oh the sushi. Gosh. Please. <laughs> if I get another independent verification of that, I'm just, I'm going to lose them. All right, what's the next Granger of the Seas? Cruise I'm going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, let's keep things rolling with our next email. It's from Jeff, who writes, Thanks a million for answering my previous questions with regards to the surprise cruise for my parents. Your insights are invaluable. While doing more research, more questions have arisen. We're booked into a grand suite aboard Enchantment of the Seas, embarking February 17th, 2017. The ship leaves at 7.30 p.m. What time can we check in and board? We've never been to Miami, crazy as that sounds, and have no idea what we can do the day of embarkation. Any suggestions? I'll be 41. My parents will be in their late 60s, so clubbing is definitely out. Uh, our plan is to arrive a day early by train from North Carolina. We'd love recommendations for food and entertainment. So I'm going to answer your question backwards. Uh, what time can they can they uh, check in and board? The answer is, and this is a true of every ship I've been on, every Royal Caribbean ship, even 
we I sailed on Jewel this season. That left at a San Juan, and we our sailor was till like eight or nine o'clock at night. And and regardless, you can check in. I mean, they'll start letting you in around oh ten thirty eleven o'clock in terms of embarkation. You can check in as early as oh what would you say, Michael nine thirty ish. Yeah, if you want if you want to pull the mat style and show up at nine thirty, they're not going to turn you away. Um, one thing I've learned taking so many short cruises over the years is they are experts at flipping those things. Um, they want you on as soon as you can because you you know you don't have that much time. So generally, if you show up at nine thirty, you will be on board within the hour. I promise you. Absolutely, it's definitely the uh, you'll be have no problem there. So and and my usual, you're doing the right thing by the way, Jeff. Getting in there the day before, giving yourself plenty of time so that way if there's any travel delays, no issues, you're not missing that cruise. And then you wake up in the morning, uh, you know, feeling like P. Diddy, and then you uh, get dressed and go and just, you know, as soon as it's, you know, have breakfast and then head over to the port. Oh, if you go to Matt's style, Matt doesn't eat breakfast because that gets in the way of Windjamere food. So, you know, priorities. But um, <laughs> So, suggestions for what to do in Miami, though, while they're there beforehand, I'm guessing that day before. No clubbing. I still think, Michael, I mean, if you're going to Miami, you got to go to, you got to do South Beach, right? South Beach. And they do have a Michael's Genuine restaurant in Miami. So if you kind of want to start the Royal Caribbean themed venue that you'll find on Anthem of the Seas, um, they do have a restaurant there. So look that up. Uh, I think that'd be a great way to kind of start off, you know, pre-cruise dinner in Miami. Love the idea, Michael, because for those who are unaware, the Michael's Genuine Pub is actually run by celebrity chef Michael Schwartz, who partnered with Royal Caribbean on the Quantum-class ships. If you've been, ever been on Quantum Ovation or Anthem of the Seas, there is a pub called Michael's Genuine Pub, which was run by Michael Schwartz. And if you've ever been to an Oasis-class ship, we just talked about one, Harmony of the Seas, well, they also have a restaurant, 150 Central Park, which was the first thing that Michael teamed up with uh, Royal Caribbean to do. And uh, he's a quite a, a really smart dude obviously very very good at what he does so yeah th- there's a little connection there michael it's either that or johnny rockets but i think go you know go big or go home right go for the uh go for for michael's restaurant because it's uh i think it'll be a little uh better tasting food not nothing wrong with johnny rockets but you know i think it'll add a little uh real caribbean excitement because the night before you're always so excited so you know that kind of just will just kick off kick off the cruise vacation there you go i love it All right, let's keep things going here with our next email. It is from Rebecca, where it's, hi, Matt. Enjoy your podcast and blog. Go on our first cruise with Royal Caribbean, first with our three kids, ages 6, 9, and 12. Have read this is a 10th anniversary cruise, and uh, the godmother of the ship will be on board. Can we expect any special events? And with it selling on Mother's Day, can we expect any perks? You mentioned a uh, massage place. Can we get info on this? Also have read about Sea Day drink packages. Is this random or offered on every sailing? Good questions all around. First of all, the tenth anniversary of which? I don't think I heard a shit going on. No. no. Oh, the subject of the email is Freedom of the Seas. Okay. So I'm surprised. I have not heard that there was a uh, that a it was the tenth anniversary, which is not was it true? Yeah, 2006. Yeah, 2016. Uh, but. I didn't hear that Rokerman announced that. That's kind of interesting. I, in terms of special events, I have no idea. I'm sure something like that you won't know until you get on board. Will the, could there be something? Yeah, it's not another. I, I could I could see it happening. Um, but for Mother's Day, that's a really good question. Rokerman celebrates a lot of different holidays, and uh, there's no guarantees with anything. But with when when you're talking about Mother's Day, uh, Royal Caribbean has in the past. 
uh, offered a special Mother's Day brunch and card making sessions on board. Um, then again, this may, may or may not occur on your particular cruise, but that has something that has been offered before. But of course, you can always, you know, just do go to the spa and have a Mother's Day experience there. Uh, but that's something that Royal Caribbean has offered uh, in the past, so certainly something that you can look forward to. You mentioned, uh, actually you as in Rebecca, <laughs> mentioned a massage place. And I think you're talking about, I'm assuming you're going to the Western Caribbean and you're going to Cozumel because that's the place that I've uh, blogged about over at royalcaribbeanblog.com. And this is actually a great uh, massage place in Cozumel. It's run by an American expat who does massages out of her house. She does uh, special massages with her feet. She doesn't use her hands. It's called Barefoot in Cozumel. I know it sounds a little weird, but it's my wife swears by it, and it's really inexpensive. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes at royalcaribbeanblog.com. The website is barefootincozumel.com. You, can make her, you just send her an email. She's a very smart uh, lady, and her name is Sally... Very good. Uh, you know, you take a taxi. Again, my wife swears by it, and it's certainly much less expensive. Much less expensive, yes, than Royal Caribbean <laughs> offers. And the last question, I'm going to send it over to you, Michael. Okay. The, drink packages. Is it random or offered on every sailing? So, from my experiences only, just speaking from my experiences, on sea days on the last sea day of the cruise. So day seven of the cruise is typically a sea day and they always offer some drink package special. Uh, usually it's the ultimate package sold around $50 just from what I've seen. Now, recently there have been reports that they're offering a 10 drink punch card. And Matt, if you know the price, I think it was, I think we've seen $70 or $80 for 10 drink, the punch card specials. But as far as mid cruise sea day, drink specials i have not seen anything like that no yeah basically the way that royal caribbean runs its drink packages is on certain ships it's totally up the ship this is not a fleet-wide thing but certain ships the revenue manager will essentially make a decision at some point like oh we need to you know we want to bump up revenue so they'll run these little you know one day specials like on liberty of the seas there have been uh, a number of reports of these drink cards where you buy a card it's good for 10 drinks at any time and for a lot of people, that's and you can also share that, obviously. So that's that's a, that's a big deal, something that's been offered, but it's not offered all the time. And it seems to be offered again during certain sailings on, and it, it seems fairly arbitrary as to when. So I wouldn't bet on it, but it could happen. Uh, and to Michael's point, I haven't seen any of those drink packages specials offered on any of the ships I've been on. So you know, it's very much a your mileage may vary kind of situation. Right, and if you're trying to reduce costs on drinks, remember Royal Caribbean does allow you to bring two bottles of wine per stateroom on board. So if you're trying to you know, reduce some of your costs, just keep that in mind. Absolutely. All right, last email of the day is coming to us from Jeffrey Netzel, who writes, Matt, great podcast and reviews. I've listened to about 60 and counting. My family and friends are sailing on, uh, on Lure of the Seas uh, for seven nights. We loved it so much that we rebooked on the last day for Harmony of the Season 2017. Oh, look, very appropriate email. I am now with you. Rebooking is my new hobby. <laughs> nice. Question about the honey stung chicken. We went to the Windjamer right away after we got on board for Allure of the Seas. I asked everybody. It seemed like they never heard of it. Could it possibly be only served at supper time? Alas. No. Hmm. Unfortunately, the days of the honey stung chicken and the Windjamer on Embarkation Day lunch are behind us, it seems. Uh, basically, back in the day, Royal Caribbean used to offer on its Embarkation Day lunch on in the Windjamer a dish called Honey Stung Chicken. It was only available on Embarkation Day, 
So it was one of those things. I mean, it was it was just basically a you know a, a breaded chicken cutlet, and it just tasted extra good because you were <laughs> when you ate it, you knew you were on embarkation day. It was like a you know it was just a Pavlovian response, right? It's like oh, if I'm eating honeysuckle chicken, thus I must be on embarkation day. Thus life is good, and that was kind of how this whole. Uh, cult of honeysuckle chicken began. <laughs> the good news is you can still get it through room service. It's actually available anytime from room service. And of course, room service is complimentary during your cruise, unless you order it at some ungodly hour like midnight to 5 a.m. or something like that. Uh, and then there's a little bit of a surcharge. But you order during the day, uh, it's perfectly fine, and uh, it's you can get it anytime there. But yes, Jeffrey, unfortunately, it's not available on Embarkation Day lunch anymore. I'm sad to say. I've I got to find some other dish that I can <laughs> I, I can drool over and and smile as I eat it. But there's still plenty of other good options on there. Michael, what's your go-to windjammer embarkation day food? You know, it used to be the honey sun chicken, and I was recently on the Brilliance of the Seas back to back, and of course I still look for you know just the memories, and of course it wasn't there, but. On leg two, if you recall, Matt, boom, there it was. Surprisingly, they had, I don't know, they just changed it up and the honey sun chicken was there. But as Matt said, it's retired. Uh, it's very rare that you'll see it. But lately, in the last year, I go to for the roast beef sandwich and, and park cafe. That's that's my go-to now. Yeah, I, see, I, see, I just go straight to the international section of the Windjammer. There's always a little station that has all the international foods, and that's my go-to. I'm sure I'm going to find something I like there. And let's face it, I could eat, you know, uh, you know, burgers and hot dogs. I don't care. I'm on embarkation day. I'm happy. There is nothing better than that experience, right? Because you got the whole cruise in front of you. You're finally on board. This is like when you wish you could pause, hit the pause button on life. It's that moment right there. Then also the calories wouldn't count, which is even better. <laughs> Who counts calories on cruises anyway, right? No, no, they, I, I totally. <laughs> no, no, we're walking a ton. It's, it's totally cool, honey. We're not great. We're not gaining any weight. Pass the ice cream, please. I think I remember on a recent podcast, Matt's like, I don't count calories because I take stairs, and I was just dying laughing. <laughs> oh yeah, that totally scientific. You know, it totally outpaces anything you eat. It's, it's a guarantee. It's vacation. No way you can ever gain weight on vacation. I'm just saying. That's right. You know, you look forward to this vacation. You gotta enjoy it. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Thank you so much for your emails and thoughts. And, of course, if you got a question, a thought, an idea, I would love to hear about it. Send me an email, matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. And, of course, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, I'm actually on Navigator of the Seas this week. So check out royalcaribbeanblog.com for my live blog there so you can follow along. And I'll be posting – there's guaranteed to be lots of food photos. I mean, it's just – you're inevitably that's what all it is it's just me posting photos of food nonetheless i i don't care i'm on board i'm unapologetic about it <laughs> this is what i do for fun is take photos of my food and, and then subsequently eat said food so it's win-win for everybody <laughs> oh matt thank you so much for joining me on on the podcast and uh, always a pleasure to have you on here thanks for having me matt i'm super jealous of your cruise and we will we will follow along and and in that guacamole at sabor but thanks for having me until next time awesome all right that's it until next time i'm matt hotchberg and we'll talk again on an upcoming show